What's going on, everybody? Before we get going, I would like to introduce our new show called High Anxiety. And in this new show, we'll be taking a deeper dive into specific mental illnesses. We'll be sitting down with some of our peers and see what they are going through, how it affects their everyday life, how they cope, and they can potentially give you some advice that can help you as well. So some things that you may hear are going to be graphic at times, so listener discretion is, of course, advised. We also can't stress enough that you are not alone and that there's always help. Suicide and self-harm is never the answer, and if you ever have any of these thoughts, please reach out to the National Suicide Prevention Hotline. The number is 800-273-8255. That's 800-273-8255. Please reach out. And without further ado, let's get into it. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to High Anxiety, where we talk about life's challenges and how we overcome and cope with them. This week's topic is a pretty important one and something that pretty much everyone deals with at some point in their life and that is dealing with the loss of a loved one or a parent so this week i have none other than my co-host of o2 months moves my boy john over here Hello. um so pretty much just to preference this you lost not one but both of your parents essentially they're my grandparents but yeah, yeah. Yeah, everybody, everybody. Yeah, basically. We'll we'll, we'll get into that. So, um, and it was during the whole pandemic and COVID and everything. Beginning. So, you, I mean, your your grandparents were like one of the first ones, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. At least your grandmother was. Yeah. yeah. So, um, I think I was your first friend. Yeah. That had it definitely. Yeah. Um, I haven't really had a lot of friends that had it. Like no, luckily. But, but you had it super early. Yeah, I was number two in the town. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. That's she was number one. I was number two. Jesus. Yeah. All right. So let's let's rewind a little bit. Let's kind of go back to how you ended up with your grandparents. Mm-hmm. So I don't want to really tell your story because I know it already. Yeah. So can you kind of take me through how that came to be? It doesn't have to be super in depth, but just tell me how that came to be. I don't be. think it, it it can be in depth because it's it would it depends on who which parent you ask. Oh, okay. <laughs> but. <laughs> Basically, uh, I lived with my parents in the, in the beginning, beginning, obviously. Yeah, like when you were born. Yeah. Um, okay. But they would babysit me all the time. Okay. So I was over in my grandparents' house all the time. Um, then, essentially, my parents obviously just didn't get along. Yeah. We're ha- they didn't get divorced, actually, I think, until I was technically like 10 or 11, something like that. But they were separated. Okay. And... I, they decided like which way to like what would be best. Okay. So I essentially I went with my grandparents and then I moved in with my mother for a brief time when I lived in Union City. That was right okay. bef- that was right before third grade. Okay. And then third grade I moved back to Ringwood and that's when I met you. Yeah. <laughs> I met you and Hunter. I'll never forget it. One on one side, one on the other. Yep. Um but basically my parent the way the story was always told to me was both my parents they Mutually agreed, best thing for me to do was live in Ringwood. Yeah. Um, but right before when that happened, I was living in Union City. Like I said, my mother's boyfriend at the time was a little handsy. Okay. And things got a little tore, a little like too much. Yeah. Um, and then cops were called, and then she was like, that's it. You're going to have to go back to Ringwood. It's just going to be better. Yeah. And then I just never. What yeah. <laughs> I just never left. 
Okay, so that's how you ended up with your grandparents. Yeah, that's like the quickest story I could. You know, so that's could from tell. the age of ten. <sighs> yeah, how old were we when we went in third grade? <laughs> I have I couldn't it's tell you. I'm really bad with with ages and stuff. Eight, eight I think. Yeah, because the Giants and Ravens were in the Super Bowl. Okay, so from pretty much Damn. Eight, from eight years old till twenty nine, essentially. Yeah. You were living with them. Yeah. No, 28, technically. Okay, 28. Yeah, so 28. 20 years of living with your grandparents. Easily. So take me through the relationships that you had with them, like early on and then mm. into the later years. Well, my grandfather was, like I said, basically like my father. Okay. Um, my grandmother worked realtor, um, always busy. I remember as a kid her always being busy. Yeah. I used to say, how come your phone always goes off? <laughs> And she was always like, if you want to make money and if you want to be successful, you answer that phone. And I didn't understand it because a realtor, you're constantly working. You're technically 24-7. Yeah. Unless you tell people I'm going on vacation or, mm-hmm. hell, I can't even say even in the hospital. Yeah. I mean, literally, the last time I saw my grandmother, she was on the phone making a deal. Like, literally worked till the day she died. And that yeah. was, that's... To me, I'm like, that's just messed up. Because yeah. she started working when she was 10, and she was a paper girl. Okay. Because nobody wanted to hire her because she was a girl, and she went to the mayor of the city, and he said, you can deliver my papers, and that's that was technically her first job. Your, so. your grandmother was a boss. Yeah. She was. Yeah. And, and look, not for nothing, she was a mean cook, too. Yeah. <laughs> she <laughs> yes. cooked the fuck out of some food. Yes. I, it's, she, pretty much, she was the worker. Yeah. Um, he was on disability because he had gotten hurt, but he worked his whole life, too. Yeah. He would work sometimes 16-hour, 24-hour days. So he was uh, a tad bit of a, a grump. I can yeah. say that. He's very old-school way of thinking as well. <laughs> very old-school. So. You've seen him curse at me. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, yes. My relationship with her was more of kind of like a homebody. We would have talks... But I never talked about certain things. Okay. Um, she's the one that told me me and Shelby were going to be dating. Okay. And then when we started dating, she was like, yeah, I think she's probably the one. You're going to marry her. I mean, she like, mothers just have some kind of instinct in yeah. them that I don't understand. I don't get it. But they can, like, predict the future or something. She, call, she called it. I mean, man. Um, even my cousin Nicole was, like... Donna, you're crazy. Like, <laughs> there's yeah. there, there's no way that, that they're gonna, she friend-zoned him. There's no way it's going to happen. Yeah, you're and one she, of the rare ones, my and, friend. Yeah, and she was like, <laughs> trust me, it'll happen. She goes, there's no reason why she's hanging around him this much. That is very true. Yeah, she's like, there's no reason. She goes, I know. And then when we started dating, she goes, I knew you liked him. And she was like, ha-ha. And she was like, yeah, I know. You didn't want him a minute. <laughs> she goes, I know. But she just had that instinct. I mean, my grandmother would walk into a room. We were in California. She walked to her room, never knew this girl a day in her life. Walked up to her, she was pregnant, she, and they were like, they were discussing, oh, I don't really know what I'm going to have. And she goes, oh, you're going to have a boy. She was like, what? She goes, you can just tell. She goes, how can you tell? She goes, well, the way your stomach is. If it's like this way, you're probably most likely going to have a boy. And if it's an, I, the girl had a boy. <laughs> okay. Uh, never met her. She never. came back in time. She was on DeLorean and she, she came back. She came back and she just knew. Um,. Yeah, no, she, like you said, mean cook. Yeah. Um, 
then she 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 liked to bake too. She liked to bake and cook. Usually, you either like one or the other. Yeah. Um. So for the last like five six years, really, she was she would uh, book Shelby is what I call her. She okay. would book Shelby for a night or two, and Shelby would come over for like the whole night, and we would just bake a bunch of cookies, even though I would be tired as shit. Yeah, uh, I, it's cookies, though. We, we can stay away for cookies. Um, so we, so she would bake all the time and cook all the time. And um, my grandfather was more of the sports guy. Yeah. So my grandfather was was one of those main reasons. You know, my father likes the Yankees and likes the Cowboys. Yeah. Uh, my grandfather liked the Yankees, liked the Cowboys. Um, I just kind of grew up around the Yankees and the Cowboys. I mean, that's kind of how a lot of fandoms start. Exactly. So. Yeah. That was my whole ordeal. I mean, I took some of like I had some of his old crap that he gave me of the Cowboys, and you could tell how dated it is, you know. Um, But he would take me to the park a lot. Um, We would play in the park as much as he could because he had a couple hip operations. Mm -hmm. Um, He used to say he he used to call himself a crippled fuck. Of course. Um, We would play catch quite a few times. He taught me. Pretty much how to throw. Yeah. Um, I kind of try to teach myself how to pitch. Um, I always use his philosophy. Like, if you have a square on on the wall, yeah. and I would just try to <clears> whip <throat> it. And he was like, you're whipping it and you're throwing it as fast as you can, but you're not hitting that box. Basically work on your precision. Yeah. Slow it down. And when you finally get to that accuracy, then, then you pick can... up your speed. Okay. So it was just, like, little things like that. Um, we watched a lot of football together. Cowboy games, we would watch and we would go at it. He would oh, okay. he would say shit and I'd be like, "Sure, you don't even know what the hell you're talking about. You don't even know that formation." Yeah. I'm like, "Tony overthrew him because of purpose or some bullshit." Yeah. Or if if God forbid, if Rumble threw like four or five interceptions. Oh my god! I don't know how you like this guy. And I was like, "Okay, man, here we go." <laughs> um, his guy was Tom Brady. Oh god! He would trade all of us in the world for Tom Brady to be his son. Um, he was. The guy who worked out all the time. Yeah. In the basement, always lifting weights, plus folding laundry in between. Um, so he showed me how to technically lift weights. Um, taught me quite a few things. So he he did what your dad was supposed to do. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, but he, like, a lot of those things that he he did with you, football, you, you now do a podcast with it. Yeah. Lift weights. You've been doing that for... On and off for years. For, what, yeah. close to a decade now? Easily, yeah. Your grandmother instilled hard work, which you're still working at the same place that Ugh. you have been for yeah. another... Ele- that is so crazy to me. Yeah, don't, I don't want to even talk about 11 years there. <laughs> I can't believe I've lasted. I don't even know how much longer. <laughs> so, of course, they were older in age. Mm-hmm. And when COVID comes around, it tends to attack younger people... And older people yeah. the most. Yeah. So take me through what happened when the pandemic really started. Like, were <sighs> you were you worried? Nope. See, they, I, even she wasn't worried. I was the same way because I'm like, oh, it's just a super flu. Yeah. It's just gonna mm-hmm. it'll hit a couple people and it'll go away. Yeah. Obviously, it didn't turn out that way. No. Um. That's who. That's. It was jumbled from February to to March. March sixteenth was when I took her to the ER. Um, he was in and out of the hospital because he te- 
he did test positive for COVID. Yeah. So, like, I still say, like, COVID, like, attacked and just finished him. He did have leukemia for a year and a half. Okay. Um, and then, you know, a couple years before that, he lost his leg. Yeah. In a, in a car accident. So, I mean, when we talk about a vampire, guys like Dracula, like, not, yeah. even a truck couldn't kill him. Like, yeah. I'm like, I don't get it. Uh, <laughs> I, I remember I saw him after that night, and he was like, I think my running back days are over. You know, like, yeah. uh, but... February, he was in and out of the hospital. Um, my grandmother liked to keep things from me a lot. I like, think I think parents like to do that just so they don't worry that the other person. Yeah, they, they don't, don't want to worry you. They don't want to upset their kid. Of course. Um, but you could just tell in her voice with that certain something was wrong. with certain shit. Um, so I remember when we went into. You know, when he went into the hospital again, yeah, it was starting to get from, like, end of January, early March, it was almost every two weeks. Okay. Now it was starting to become a consistent thing. Um, bleeding, feeling weak, all that. Yeah. And I remember the first time we had that time, they were like, um, she was like, you really need to come visit him. Which I was like, I'm going to visit him. I was like, yeah. I don't do well with hospitals. Not that I'm like super dramatic in hospitals. I just hate going into hospitals. I have a weird thing when... And it's not against old people. It's just when I start seeing that in other people and you start seeing the end, you go... To me, I'm like, that's fucking terrifying. Like, I get terrified of being like... Imagine one day, like, you were able to run around. You could do all these things. Not even just run around. Just take care of yourself at times. Exactly, yeah. And now, all of a sudden, you're like... You can't do any uh, of that. Like... When I would see some people, I'm like, holy shit. Um, there was one time even before that I saw him, he wasn't breathing very well. My uncle was there, my grandmother was there, and I saw him and I was like, like my jaw dropped. Like I was like, never seen him that week. Yeah. I mean, the guy who couldn't, it was hard for him to lift up himself from the chair, who would take 45 pound dumbbell and sit there and curl it 12 times, like it was nothing. Yeah. Like all these things were just nothing, and then all of a sudden he couldn't pick himself up. So that was weird to watch. That was weird to see. So while he's in there around February, she's like, you should come visit him. I'm like, I'm going to come visit him. I came, we went, me and Shelby, and, you know, we sat there, we talked. You know, you could tell, I could tell he was feeling weak, falling asleep a lot, understandable. Leukemia does yeah. that. Um, my father was there. My father, I will give credit, is he, he will give me, he will put it to me straight. And so he was like, I'll walk you guys out. I said, okay. I was there for maybe an hour. I won't lie. An hour at the hospital after an hour, I'm like, I'm kind of like, sometimes I look at myself like a selfish person like that. Yeah. But after like an hour, I'm usually trying to peace. There's something about like after like time, I'm like, okay, this is too down. It's too much of a bad feeling. Yeah. Because the hospital is not a, good feeling place i always said the the one time i want to go to the hospital is for a birth of, a, of my child or something yeah. like something that's supposed to be happy and even that day i'll still be like like just worried of i'll course. just be anxious that's just how i will be yeah um but we go and we're walking out and he goes so listen and i was like yeah i was like i i won't lie to you i thought it was going to be maybe a speech of like you know, I know you only come to see him once in a while, and I know you don't do well with hospitals, and I know you, you're working, you know, a lot in your yeah. school. 
like, I was expecting something like that. And he goes, listen, he goes, doctor don't think he's coming home. So they think this is it for him. Uh, not like tomorrow, but they think he'll yeah. be here for the next week or two. And you're like, okay. And, like, the f- you hear it. And you're like, all right, now I want you to walk away from me because I want to... I want to walk away. Yeah. Because now I'm like, I don't I don't like feeling like that. Whenever you get bad news, you're like, okay, man. I'm like, I... I don't want to show emotion to yeah, you. Yeah, I'm like, I don't want to show... I, I just don't like showing emotion in public. I just don't like doing it. Yeah. I mostly get red. Like, I'll just get red. And mm-hmm. then I'm like, yeah, I don't want to, I don't want to do it. Um, it was even... I, I even hated that I was walking out with Shelby. Because I was like, I felt like the whole time being in the hospital, I was like, I have to, like... I have yeah. to just... Not have her see that it's a it's it's really my grandfather in me. Yeah, it's just that's it's how the, he is. It's the masculinity in yourself. It's just how he is. He was always like, he just never cried in in public. He never cried around people. The only time I think he would cry around somebody was my grandmother. Yeah, and that's when I knew things were, were bad because he. I remember before he got right before he got diagnosed, I came home. May have been after being here or Shelby's. I don't remember. But I remember the house was quiet. Like, the TV was muted, but it was on. Okay. He wasn't in the living room when he always would be in his recliner. And she wasn't in the kitchen where she usually was in the kitchen. And the dog was laying down. And I was like, hmm, quiet. What the hell is going on? Sometimes they'll they'll talk. They'll be yeah. talking. And he was laying down in the bed. And she was, like, laying on top of him, like, petting his back. And I was like, what the <laughs> fuck is this? Because for them to sh- like for them to be that emotional of that, yeah. they just weren't like that. I don't think I've ever seen it. an emotional side of your grandfather. No, I, I'll never forget the one time that I saw him looking out the the screen door at the house, and he was looking outside, and then he went like this, like that, and I was like, this dude's like this dude's broke. Like I was like the first time I ever saw my you know my grandfather like that I was like he's looking at the the yard that he'll never be able to do again yeah. and you know just shit like that and I was like Oof, man that's a weird never seen him like like I've never seen that yeah like I said strong guy cursing all that yeah shit. of course um and then when you know we're walking out I'm sitting there and I'm trying to hold it together because I'm like. I don't know when I don't I like for me for me I don't do well with like alright you know got bad news but uh you know just gonna go home and uh just live my life and just work out and uh go to work tomorrow and you know whatever and we'll tackle tomorrow tomorrow I don't know like that's just how I look at it so of course I could feel myself getting teary eyed as we're walking out and like we're in the car or whatever so that's when I. That was the first sign of like, oh, shit, we are coming down to the to the final. Yeah. And then after that, they sent him home. Okay, so now he's out. So now he's out, and they sent him home, and he looks like shit. I couldn't believe they sent him home. Okay. Um, I physically had to take him out of the car and put him in the wheelchair. Then I rolled him up like I would on the ramp, rolled him into the house, physically picked him up again and put him in the recliner the man that I watched bench press yeah. do all these weights all this shit wheelbarrows everything I have to help him now so I was like I didn't react to it then it was later on where I was like 
Man, nobody gives you a manual to watch somebody decline. Yeah. They don't give you that manual. It's like... It, it just... It, first of all, it doesn't exist. No, it, it it's... I mean, and trust me, there's probably books on, on it. Yeah, but... But for the most part of my life, before they both passed away, I've had it very good, very easy. I've never yeah. had... I've literally... My one grandfather, my, my mother's father, passed away when I was like six. I didn't really understand death. I remember laughing at the, at the, the wake because... The guy was speaking like Latin, yeah. so it sounded like gibberish, and I thought of it was course. really funny. Yeah. Um, and then sophomore year, my one dog died, and that was the first time I was like, "Oh, that really sucks," and I was crying, but literally got over it. Mm-hmm. Literally got over it. Got Cody. Yeah. He's still alive because he's just a yeah. Dracula. <laughs> um, so I'm sitting there, and I'm like, "Okay," I'm like, uh, "This this is gonna be rough." I come down the next morning. And it's like the living room stayed the same. The light was still on the TV, and she's still sitting in the same spot. And I'm like, what are you guys doing? She goes, never went to bed. I was like, what do you mean? She goes, he's been like this. She goes, so your uncle's going to come over and help me take him to the ER in, a, in, a, in like an hour or two. And I had to go to work. I always felt guilty for going yeah. to work because I was like, well, maybe I shouldn't be going to work. But at the same time, it's like I don't – sometimes I, I also felt like I don't want to be bothered. Yeah. So, like, I always... I had a hard time with that later on after they, they both passed. But, I... Uh, so, he gets taken to the ER. And I want to say maybe a day or two. She was like, I want to go visit him. But now they're kind of... They haven't limited people yet. But COVID's a thing. Okay. But it's not a real thing. It's just... It's, it's almost like rumors at yeah, this point. Yeah, it's... This is, like, early March. Okay. So he's in an incubated spot that another room actually separates his room and out to you. So is it, like, an ICU kind yes. of? Yes. Okay. Yeah, exactly. I forgot the word. Yeah, yeah. So he he's literally in the ICU. Yeah. So I literally watched the doctor go in there, all scrubs. It's like you would see in a movie. Yep. In Stranger Things. Like, yeah. So he comes out, and he goes, we're going to – we'll all go talk into the, in, into the room. So – I'm there. My two uncles are there. My grandmother's there. Shelby's there. I'm there, and I think my, I think my uncle's girlfriend or my other uncle's wife. I don't remember. We all go into this into this little room. It's smaller than here. Yeah. We're in this little room, and a guy goes, "So they're gonna need you to not leave your house for a little bit." We're like, "What do you mean?" Yeah. They're like, "Well, we don't think he has COVID, but." The doctors, it was actually a kidney infection mm-hmm. that happened. And then they were like, so we're going to test him for COVID. We don't know if he has it or not. He probably doesn't. We're just going to, but you guys have to quarantine. We all, everyone like freaked out because everyone had work the next day. Yeah. Except for my grandmother, my grandma, you know. But she was like, what? So I was like, so what the hell do we do now? So I had to go on the phone to my boss, and I was like, "So listen, um, they don't think my grandfather really has COVID, but they won't. They don't want us to leave the house." And we're talking about Friday into Saturday. Yeah. So I'm like, I go, I'm embarrassed. I go, I don't know what to say. And my boss, my uh, who was always really chill, he goes, "Johnny he goes, it is what it is." <laughs> he goes, "What are you gonna fucking do?" Yeah. He goes, "I just hope you know they he survived whatever." Like, of course. He goes, yeah. you know, he goes, "You'll find out the results in a day or two. He goes, "It is what it is." He goes, "We'll be fine." So I said, all right. He goes, but it's, it's getting crazy over here because people are starting to panic. Freak, yeah. I said, all right, whatever. So we 
do our thing, me, Shelby, and my, and my grandmother, all at, at my house. We literally throw out a bunch of old shit. I mean, that's all we did all day. We cleaned the whole fucking house. Railings, everything. <laughs> Phones. We organized her pantry finally after all these years. We got rid of Kansas shit. There was something that was in there that was expired six years. Oh, I got a couple of those things upstairs. <laughs> I was like, damn. Like, garbage barrels filled. And then it was later that night they said um, his text his test came back negative. I was like, cool. Well, I yeah. guess I got a free Saturday off, whatever. Yeah. So then we we left. And we were like, alright, let's go to like a shop right in the Target, and we'll get whatever supplies we can. Yeah. Fucking shelves were empty. Oh, believe me, I worked at Walmart, and yep. when that shit started, dude, people were more bombarding yeah. the pallets as we were taking them out, looking for sanitizer. I'm like, dude, not for nothing. We don't have it. Like, we're getting one box a day, and we're lucky if we even know where the hell that is. Yeah. So and sometimes and sometimes you're 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 afraid because you're trying to look out for yourself too. Of course, and that's and look not for nothing. I know it's kind of a scummy thing, but that's exactly what I did. We got Lysol wipes coming off the truck. I hid a, a, a three pack behind all the Coke cans in the mm-hmm. back in the back storage room, and then I'm like, Dad, come get these right now. It's it's look, a thing. You got it. You you got to be selfish in that. Well, we that you sense. know something I I and that's what a lot of us did too when wipes were coming in. Because we were going at 5 a.m. Yeah. Before anybody could go into the store. So if things were coming in, like toilet paper, paper towels, people would grab what they could, not over a mouth, just one pack like you were allowed. Of course, yeah. And just put it to the side because it was like, you gotta you gotta watch out for yourself, too. And, and that is something that Walmart never really did. It didn't really help their employees out. It's, I think, well, especially in the early pandemic, it was hard. Yeah. But still, like, they knew that we were getting shit in. They're like, oh, look, we're going to put this aside for you, blah, blah, blah. And I get I get a stop and shop is, especially yours, is smaller than yeah. Walmart. Yes. So I kind of understand it. But at the same time, at that point, you need to look out for yourself. Yeah, no, you, you definitely, if you know you need it. I was lucky because my grandmother happened to go to Costco by accident and thought we were out of toilet paper. Whereas we actually had a half a 24 pack. I had toilet paper. I didn't actually finish her toilet paper that she had from Kirkland until maybe July. Like, I was I was stacked with toilet I was fine the whole time. Yeah, the, the toilet paper craze I, didn't make sense to that me. That was very baffling. Yeah. It was very... It was... When we went to, to like, ShopRite and Target, it was kind of funny because we couldn't find anything. And we were just laughing. I was like, I can't believe this is crazy. I was like, this yeah. is insane. I was like, I... And... Then we came back, and we went to the diner down the road. Yeah. Never forget. Went to the diner down the road. She wanted the prime rib. So she ballsy. So she got the prime diner. rib. Okay. I won't lie. It looked good. Yeah? Yeah, it was really good. Oh, yeah. okay. Um, she even she, she was like, it's really good. They were talking at the diner how COVID is a, is a, a, a democratic thing that they're trying to keep the Republicans fucked up or whatever it was. Turn political. I, yeah, and then I remember she walked over there and she goes, "This COVID thing, like I think this is this is a little out of hand, you know. I mean, it's like a flu. When you get the flu, it's a thing." I was like, "Yeah, you know, I, nobody knew. That was literally, if not her, well, one of her last. That was her last meal out. Yeah, that was the last meal she ever had out. Was that diner? Um." And I remember being like, "Yeah, well, we're gonna we'll go home. I gotta go to work tomorrow. Whatever." 
Sunday hits. We call him. He sounds all right. Doesn't sound great. Yeah. But he's still in the ICU just in case. Whatever. Okay. I come home. My grandmother was like, oh, I'm going to make you that coconut chicken that you want. And for you and Shelby, and I'm going to my friend's uh, house. They invited her over because she was just strung out, and they were like, come have dinner with us. She brought dessert. I got her dessert. She brought it over. That all happened. She cooked the dinner. She said she had a headache. Okay. That's so. She said she had a headache. She had been running around. She was stressing out about my grandfather, who my grandfather had been in the hospital for quite a few days now. Okay. Was home for a couple days. Went back. That went back. That's. It's actually like it's hard to pinpoint exactly when because he literally was in and out every like other week or every two weeks. Um, so she makes the dinner, she goes to her friend's house, like, uh, Shelby and I, we sit there and we watch TV or whatever. She comes home and she's like in a panic. Okay. And I'm like, what is wrong? Like, what is happening? And she was like, I can't get in touch with your grandfather. And I think something happened. And I was like, relax. You could tell she was crying. Like, yeah. She was all emotional. She was like beat up. She goes, I feel terrible. I feel like crap. I feel, like, just so run down. So she called the hospital, and she was like, my, uh, my husband's not picking up his phone. Like I said, he would sleep a lot. Yeah. So that's yeah, common. It, yeah. Her thing was, I haven't been able to get in touch with him for about two hours. Okay. I said, okay, you know, again, he may be sleeping on it. It could be dead. Yeah. You know, honestly, the phone could be dead because he may not have it to a charger. So they get into contact with him, and he goes, what's wrong? And she goes, oh, Jerry, I I was so – like, you can hear it in her voice. And uh, I was like, oh, my God. So she goes, you mind taking care of the dog? I'm going to go to bed. I said, yeah, go to bed. I said, you just – I said, you look like shit. Yeah. You look terrible. You know, like, you, I could tell, like, you run down. Like, go sleep for – like, I'll even – like, I even got up at, like – I was even going to get up early to take out the dog again, but I stayed up late. So I didn't have to really get up early. So I said, all right. So I I did that, and Shelby goes home. I kiss her goodnight, all that. And then the next morning is the day. Like the start. Okay. Of my next life. Okay. (laughs) Or my next chapter, however you want to, however you want to put it. Um, I wake up the next morning. It's my first day technically of spring break. Okay. So schools weren't closed yet. My day off, I had Mondays and Wednesdays and Fridays off. Thank God. Wake up, room felt hot. I was like, that's weird. We don't have the heat on. It's kind of nice out. Why is it so hot? Come downstairs, again, it feels hot. She's up. She's on the couch. And she's like this. I said, do you still have a headache? She goes, not just a headache. I have a fever. I'm unbelievably hot. I feel bad. I feel terrible. I don't have any energy. She goes, I drank a half cup of coffee. I just, I don't, I can't do anything. I said, all right. I said, I'll just, I'll take them out. I said, why didn't you get me up? I said, why, you know, why didn't she? She goes, I thought about it, but 
you know, I know you usually get up early every day. I said, but if you need, like, because she couldn't stand. She was wobbling. And I was like, I was like, this is like, this is what you do. Because she'll, she would not ask for my help. And then sometimes people would come and go, why aren't you helping? And like, it would put me in a very bad spot. I'm not saying I'm the the greatest person in the world, but there'd be times where it looked bad. Of course. And like, with my mom, the way she is, like, my mom was a very prideful person mm-hmm. where she, f- her, her, they're old school. Her tagline is, I don't want to be a burden on anyone. But I'm like, you're, you're more of a burden when you don't tell us stuff than when you do tell us stuff mm-hmm. because we want to help you. But if yeah. you're not allowing us to help you, then how do we know? Exactly. Yeah. It's so, hard to be a mind reader that way. It is. Um, so. so I get up, have this discussion with her. I said, I go, do you want like two Advil? Yeah, you know, it can be like two Advil or two Tylenol, whatever it was. So, all right. Usually that breaks a fever, whatever. Sure. And she goes, I'm just going to rest. I said, okay. You know, I go, if <clears> worse <throat> comes to worse, we'll have to go to the ER. Now, I've never been to the ER. I've never had to go to the ER. I've never taken anybody to the ER. Yeah. I've been very, very, like I've said, I've been very lucky, been very fortunate. A, I've never broken anything. I've never been sick Yeah. like that. Anything that I have been worse was maybe the flu. And that was when I was a kid after the flu shot. Yeah. Um, so it was, you know, it was one of those things. And then the selfishness in me comes out and I'm like, I hope we don't have to go to the ER. I go, because I don't know how I'm going to handle that. I go, nobody's around to really take her because she started calling her kids. And yeah. I was like, okay, well, nobody's really there. So my grandfather's not here. So my grandfather's doing bad and, you know, in the hospital. I said, you know... It's going to, you know, she calls her doctor and they're like, don't come here if you have a fever. Yeah. They're like, that's one of the symptoms of COVID. You can't come here. Yeah. Go to the ER. So she goes, John, we're going to have to go. I said, all right. I said, let me just throw on some clothes real quick. I I literally had a pep talk with myself in the mirror. And I was like, all right, dude. I was like, this is, this is it. Like, you can't, like they say, uh, fight or flight. Yeah. I said, it's time to not flight anymore. This is it because time. Essentially, at that point, everything is on your shoulders here. Yeah. Everything. There's not one person that can do yeah. anything for her but you. So this is this is your time. You know, and she's going to walk you through it. It's not like she can't yeah. walk you through it. She's going to walk you through it. I said, okay. My uncle's girlfriend uh, was... I was lucky enough that she came over just to assist. Yeah. So she was having a hard time walking, so I got my grandfather's wheelchair. Okay. And I physically picked her up. And put her in. And put her in the wheelchair. She went to the bathroom. I thought she was going to fall, you know, but she was like, I'll be okay. I said, all right. She went to the bathroom. She got out. I said, all right, here we go. We're going to go, you know, to the ER. I grabbed chargers. I, I actually, I grabbed my one charger because it was long. Okay. And I figured she's going to need it. So I grabbed that, whatever else. I said, all right, here we go. My, uh, my uncle's girlfriend got the dog where he needed to be. I texted Shelby. I said, do me a favor. I said, go in the house even with a mask. Just take the dog out whenever you can get a chance because she was working from home. I said, I don't want to burden you with it. I go, it yeah. just, I don't know when I'm coming home. She's like, no problem. I said, okay. We go down to the ER. The guy's standing like 10 feet away from the car. He goes, how can I help you? And that's when I started going, oh, this is different. Yeah. They're like, okay. We're going to take her out here. So the cop, the cop comes. He goes, I'll take her out. Don't worry. 
She gets out of the uh, of her car, my uncle's girlfriend. She helps. I get out of the car. They're like, you're not going to be able to leave the car here. You're going to have to park it. I said, okay. They go, one person's coming in. That's it. And for almost the selfishness thing in me, almost went, I can't do it. And before I could even think it, I went, I'll do it. I was like, I'll do it. I'll just, I'll, I'll yeah. just go in. So they said, all right, just go park the car. And she's like, all right, you're going to be okay? I said, yeah. I said, you know, I said, I've got my phone. It's pretty much, I have a charger. So if I need to charge it, it's yeah. not going to be a problem. So she said, okay. So I parked the car. I go in. They're like, you know you need, like, a mask, right? I was like, you're in ER. Don't you have masks? Yeah. And they were like, yeah, here you go. Like, <laughs> like, I was like, what the hell do you want me to do? Yeah. She still had a fever, 102. Um, her fever literally went down from a, a 102.4 to a 102.1 with the Tylenol. Okay. So I was like, we're in trouble. Yeah. Um, because... When we when I got her there, they were like, "Have you taken anything?" I said, "I gave her like two Tylenol like forty five minutes ago." And they were like, "She still has a fever." I said, "Yeah," and they said, "Okay, well that's that's not good." They said, "All right." So they basically we go into the room, we, they admit her, whatever they the technical terms is. So I'm sitting there, I'm watching the TV. She's like weak, so she's like falling asleep. They won't let her drink water. She wants water back. They won't let her drink water because they have to draw blood. Yeah. They want to run a flu test. All these things. I was there for six to seven hours. <laughs> six to seven hours. Yeah. Um, I'm getting texts from my father and my one uncle, like, how is it going? What's going on? And I'm telling them, they're like, well, what you need to do, like, my father's like, you need to ask this and this and this. And I was like, I don't know what you want from me. Yeah. It's a lot for me to take it. Like, I... I want to. I don't want to sound like I. I'm coddled like that, but I was coddled. I was coddled most of my life. Um, so for me, this was like this was like a big like moment. To other people, this is probably a regular Monday. Yeah. To me, it's like my my cousin. She worked uh, as an EMT. Yeah. And she was able to respond to things like that, and you know, I was like, I give you all the credit. I don't know if I would be like that. It's different because it's something that you haven't. You've never done before. No, I've never dealt with it. You've never had to go to the ER. You've never had to ask the question. So it's like no. you're doing something for the first time, and you're expected to be great at it, and essentially yeah. you can't be. And you're the only one that's able to give everybody else information. Exactly. And then my grandfather knows that she's there. So my grandfather's calling me. Yeah. Which was what I didn't need because I still remember – uh, when he was talking to me, which was actually the last time I talked to him, was he sounded drunk. Like, he was... When he was talking, it was like this. And I was like, oh my god. So he's in. He's still in the ICU here? Or is he well, out? Uh, I think they still they still had him in the ICU. Okay. Um, they didn't run another COVID test until she got... In her room. Okay. Because then they feared that she may have had COVID, so they wanted to retest him. Okay. Both came back positive. Okay. Obviously, everybody knows that. Yeah. Um, but I think he called me two or three times. I remember even at one time, I was like, I don't know what to tell you. Like, I got I got nothing. Like, yeah. He thought I was hiding something. I'm like, I'm not hiding anything. I don't... I don't have any updates. <laughs> I don't have any updates. I don't know what to tell you. And I'm sitting there, I'm like, I go, this man on the phone sounds like he is dying. I was like, I don't, I don't know dying people. I go, but he sounds like he's dying. In the movies, I've heard dying people. He sounds like he's dying. I go, and I got her 
in the ER looking bad. I go, and the school's just got shut down. I go, so now I don't know what's happening. Like, the world's starting to, like... About to flip. And I'm like, I don't know what the hell is happening here. Um, But eventually, her one doctor, he wasn't... He wasn't able to be there, so he had, I don't know, what his villain or his... Pe- I don't know what their technical terms are, so I apologize for yeah. if I offend anybody. <laughs> but she came in, she asked me what had happened, I gave her the complete rundown. I said, honestly, I go, she's been in and out of the hospitals for the last two months with my grandfather. I said, personally, and she don't sleep. I go, because of him. Yeah. I go, I think, honestly, she's really just run down. And she goes, yeah. She goes, well, you fit, you pass both flu tests. You don't have the flu. She goes, you do show symptoms of fatigue, F- very fatigued. She, yeah. she goes, I know you've been drinking water now. We finally got your water. She goes, you definitely are dehydrated. I could tell that can go away just because of drinking. Um, she goes, but you definitely seem fatigued. You, go, you definitely seem yeah. worn down. She goes, I'll be honest. I've never dealt with a COVID patient. She goes, but you do have two of the symptoms. You have a cough and you have a fever. She goes, so we'll have to we'll have to tell. We'll have to see where this goes. But again, at that point, a cough and a fever could just be a, a common cold. Exactly. Or a flu. It, yeah. Like, you just, you don't know. So I remember they're like, all right, we're going to finally get you up to a room. Yeah. Finally got her up to the room. And I remember I was following her, and they're like, you can't go up there with her. I was like, what do you mean? They were like, you can't go up there with her. I said... Listen, I was like, I heard, like, two or three of her sons, like, just want to know that she got to the friggin' room. Of course, like, yeah, yeah, You can't just let me walk her to the room, please. Like, and they were like, we can't because of COVID. This, we're just, everything's shut down. We can't have visitors. We can't have anything like that. So I was like, okay. About five to ten minutes before that, her phone rang. And she's on the phone with another realtor going over a listing that she's going to have to take over. Because I can't be there today. Yeah. Or tomorrow. So just do the showing for me, whatever it was. Don't worry about it. She's doing her job. She's getting ready to leave. So I'm like, all right, um, they're telling me I got to leave. I got to go. They won't let me go. Oh, she goes, all right, well, I thank you a lot. She goes, you know, take care of Cody. She goes, I'll call you, like, later tonight or whatever. She sounded a lot better. Yeah. So I was like, okay. Had a very strange feeling walking out. Over, like... You know when you like you walk out or in somewhere and you just feel like an overwhelmed. Yeah, you... like a uh, like a all of a sudden, and I remember like walking out and I feel uneasy. I don't like this. I'm going home. Both grandparents are now admitted in the same hospital. Yeah. One sounds like he's dying, which he is dying. I said, and her we don't know. I said I t- I remember I turned around like before I got in the car, and I was like. It's a weird feeling. I said, I hope I'm wrong about this feeling. I said, but there's a feeling I that was the last time I got to see my grandmother. Yeah. And I don't know why I felt that way. Because I didn't think she had COVID. I really thought she was just run down. The doctors, I thought... And nobody even told me to fucking stay home. So the next day I went to work. But I didn't wear a mask because it wasn't mandatory. Yeah. And I'll be honest with you, when I packed things out, my hands were cold. So I just wore gloves. And I kind of kept distance from people. Just, I don't know. I just had a weird thing. I was like, I'm going to keep away from people. Yeah. Except my boss. My boss kept being right next to me. But we were talking. 
And then I remember I'm walking out and she was like, you have to, you, she goes, you may want to go get tested. You're probably gonna have to incubate because they think I have COVID. I was like, well, did they test you? She's like, yeah. I go, did the test come back yet? No. I go, so we don't know. She goes, well, they're testing your grandfather too. Okay. I said, okay. Well, you know, again, I'm like, I don't know what to tell you. I go, you want me to call my boss again and tell him, I don't know if I'm, I can't come to work tomorrow. I go, well, no, it was off the next day. So that day I go, I don't know if I'll be in on Thursday. Okay. What? Like, yeah. like this is, <laughs> this is the whole lengthy process. So I call her when I get out of work. She sounds fine. She goes, listen, she goes, just watch. Like, how do you feel? Like, maybe she'll get tested. I'm like, I'm fine. We'll walk right through this. Like, yeah. I don't know. Like, I was like, don't worry about me. I was like, I'm going to be okay. I'm fine. Like, worry about you. I'll, we'll worry about Pa. I go, we'll just, you know, whatever. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out whatever. Yeah. I also don't want to think about it. Yeah. That's where the selfishness, I say, comes to me. I'm like, I'm, I don't want to think about it. And then, um, later that day, we talked again, and then we talked again that night. And I remember hearing that they wanted to put her under, and she was nervous, and she didn't want to do it. Meaning the, the incubator? Yeah. Okay. So I was outside. I was literally sitting in my grandfather's wheelchair. Just sitting there with the dog, <laughs> like just chilling, because I was like, I'm just gonna chill here. So I would sit there, and he would go pee or whatever, and I'm calling her, we're talking, and she sounded better than th- than she did this time. Like this time, she sounded a little bit weak again, but still strong. So I was like, I don't think we have any problems. So why would they want to incubate her? She was very nervous. She didn't want to go under. Yeah. She, I think, part of the reason why she didn't want to go under was because my grandfather. Yeah. And she knew, so. So, Tuesday night, that was the final time I talked to her. Just on the phone? Mm-hmm. That was the, the final time, technically. So, do you know if she ever talked to your grandfather? Never did. So, she went under when? That that Tuesday night? or Yeah, like, like, ele- like 11 p.m. to like 1 a.m. around that time. Like, basically Tuesday night into Wednesday, that's when she, that's when I believe she went under. Because I believe I was on the phone with her at like 9, 30, 10 o'clock at night. Okay. It's hard to remember exactly, but that, I'm pretty sure that was the time. And then that was it. Yeah, it was, that, was the, that was the final time we had a conversation. And I, don't, I still to this day don't know why I never called my grandfather that day. I don't think I wanted to hear his voice again. Like that. There was like a selfishness. I, I only, some people may say it's not selfish. I thought of it, of it as selfish that I didn't want to. I just didn't want to hear it. I didn't want to hear him dying technically yeah. like I didn't want to hear it experience it again I wanted to process this whole thing because I didn't know what was happening because little did I know the fucking world was just about to change yeah pretty close so when when did you get a phone call that she was gone well I got his first okay so because his was his was eight days before her Okay, so... The next morning, on okay. Wednesday, um, I'm home. Don't feel anything. But I'm worried. I'm stressed. Yeah. School got extended another week of spring break. Okay. But we're probably going virtual. I was stressed because it was two high classes, and I only had two more classes to pass. So I was like... I was doing good, too. 
I was studying, and then all of a sudden I was like, now we're going to go to virtual. I was like, I'm screwed up. Texting Shelby, I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do. Passed both my first tests. Said I was doing, I was starting off high. Yeah. I said, I don't want to fuck this up. So Wednesday comes, I wake up, take dog out, blah, 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 this bullshit. I'm like, well, we always made the joke. Oh, if I had to get quarantined, I was like, I'd be playing a lot of video games. Let me tell you, son. Yeah. I wish. I wish I did. I wish I did. I wish I fucking actually did it. But my mind was elsewhere. It was, I want to say around 11, 1 o'clock Wednesday morning, my Uncle Gary calls me and says, so uh, listen, uh, your grandfather's not going to make it. So they're going to make him comfortable. Okay. And uh, we'll see what we can do later on. They may be able to let us go visit him one last time and say goodbye. I said, okay. All right, I go, like, you know, they don't have an idea. He goes, they don't have an idea. You know, it could be 12 hours from now. It could be 48 hours from now. Like, but he's not coming home. It's okay. I said, okay. And I didn't, I didn't ball. I got teary-eyed. I felt sad. And I also wanted to believe I didn't hear it. Yeah. It's, at least, like, how I was, it took a while for me to process what was happening. Yeah. And to know that you've spent so much time with this person that you don't, you're never going to have them again. Yeah. And that is, it's something that you don't want to hear. You don't no. want to hear that you're never going to be able to spend time with them or anything you, like that. You don't, you don't want to hear it. And then, I, like, the fortunate thing for me, like I said, because I've rarely lost anybody, I didn't have that really experience. I'm all yeah. about it. We always talk about in football, we always went with the most experienced quarterback. Of course. Because when you experience things, you know how to feel. So, of course I was texting Shelby because Shelby knew. Yeah. Shelby knew that feeling. Um, I knew that there's obviously quite a few people, but I didn't know. Like, I didn't, to be honest, I didn't want to talk to people. Yeah. So it, it was it was definitely like, I'm going to definitely isolate myself. Like, I'm definitely not going to talk to some of my friends. Like, it was never going to be anything personal. Not that I thought anybody would take it personal. Yeah. But I said, that's just me. That's how I am. I shut down. I sit in my room and I just, I don't get, I don't do anything crazy. I don't fucking take pills or drink or yeah. anything like that. I just, I just sit there. I put sad music on and I let it, I just go, let's let it happen. Yeah. So, but Wednesday it wasn't there because I was like, oh, he's still alive. Still didn't really feel anything, but Shelby's mom was like, you should come over for dinner because you shouldn't be alone. And I said, but, I was like, but what if I still, like, what if I have it? I don't know. I, I don't want to spread it. I don't want to give it to your kids. I don't want to give yeah. it to your mother. I don't want to give it to, I want to give it to anybody. She goes, don't worry. She goes, you know, nobody will eat in the kitchen. Like, you know, it'll just be you, me, and, and Shelby or whatever. Like, don't worry about it. Like, you know, you don't have to, I'll, let me tell you the funniest shit, this funniest shit. I went over with a mask, gloves, and two hands hand wipes in each hand. <laughs> my steering wheel was never cleaner in my life. I went in. I, I opened the door like that. I shit you not. <laughs> Shelby, Shelby and, and her mom were like, what the fuck are you doing? They were like, first of all, you use those wipes with a thousand things. Like, yeah. I was like, well, I was like, I don't want to spread it. They were, la- they were like, stop. I was like. I don't want to spread it. <laughs> I was like, I literally wipes in my hands like this. And I'm like, <laughs> okay. Like it was the funniest shit. 
and that's just how I responded. I was like, so then I, I, I threw the gloves out. I threw the wipes out. And I, I kept the glove on. And they gave me food. And I ate. And it was just Shelby across from me. And then her mom would stand next to me. Uh, once in a while, she had, like, um, uh, what the, photos, photos. So she was like, you want to see me when I was young? I was like, I've seen a couple pictures of you young. She's like, yeah, but we just found a bunch of photos. Mm. I was like, Robin, if there's anything inappropriate, I don't want to. Yeah. <laughs> like, she's like, no, nah, I took those out. I said, okay, Robin. <laughs> that's that's how that's how we are. We just we always joke like that. So, um, but her sisters ate in their room. Her grandmother was downstairs. She stayed downstairs. Um, and I, we were just we were talking, we were eating, looking at photos. I got it. I understood what she was doing. She was trying to take your mind off. Yeah. That. So like I was like, all right, I get it. I had a beanie on. I had the mask on when I wasn't eating, just because. They were like, yeah. you don't have to have. It. I was like. I don't know what I'm not supposed to do or not or am supposed yeah. to do. Then I started feeling hot. But I had a beanie on. So. They had the heat on and I had a mask on. And I was hot in here. Yeah. So I thought, okay, don't over panic, man. Yeah. But fuck. <laughs> then I remember going home, doing my normal routine, not feeling great. Still feel hot. But I'm panicking. But you're stressed. But relax. Try to relax. Wake up the next morning. Don't feel good. Feel still hot. Don't feel achy yet. Don't have anything. Feel a little stuffy. Okay. Have it have have the fever. My cousin calls me. Okay. Dude, are you going down to the hospital? I'm like, what do you what do you mean? Like, yeah. I'm I'm watching Comedy Central. I'm just sitting there. Every time I would get a phone call, my gut would drop. Every this whole process, yep. I didn't know. Like, what what are you talking about? What are you talking about? She goes, she goes, Pa's dying. Like, Pa's Pa's gonna die in like an hour or two. Like, you're not going to the hospital. I was like, what? I go, I th- this is the first time. I, I go, what the fuck are you talking? She goes, son of a bitch. She goes, nobody fucking told you. She goes, just fucking go. I was like, well, I don't know if I can go because I have COVID. Probably. I don't know. She goes, why? What do you mean? I go, I have a fever. She goes, you have symptoms? I was like, kind of, yeah. And she was like, still, go down. Just go with a fucking mask. She goes, they're only allowing three people, though. I was like, well, yeah, my father and my two uncles. She goes, fuck it. Tell them your father. Fuck it. It don't matter. You should fucking see him. doesn't matter. And I was like, okay, all right. So I called my father because my father was the one that gave me all these updates, usually, unless it was my uncle. And he was not picking up. And I'm like, dude, pick up the fucking phone. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. He's like, I just got out of the shower. I'm going down to see your, your grandfather because he's, they're, they're, you know, he's going to yeah. die or whatever. However the fuck you say. Yeah. And I was like, uh, 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 okay. I go, should I get dressed? Should I go down? He goes, I'm sorry. He goes, you can't. I was like, what do you mean I can't? He's like, you can't go. I said, what do you mean? He goes, they're only allowing the three of us. I was like, they can't make a fourth? Like, all of a sudden, like, I put myself on a pedestal. Like, I was like, you mean they can't put me? Why yeah. not me? I should be there. Why the fuck can I? Shouldn't I be there? Like, I have this, like, fuck, wait, what do you mean? So, literally, a blitz. Didn't see it coming. It hit me. And I was like, well, wait a minute. I didn't have a response for it. I didn't. There was no response. Yeah. So, I get off the phone with him. 
and I'm like, I'm walking around, I'm like, I don't know what to do. Now I really feel hot. Now I really feel like a fever. Now I'm starting to get no, like, now I'm starting to feel shit. Yeah. And now I'm like, oh my god, what's the hell's happening? So then I, like, I text my father, I'm like, um, tell him, like, I love him, and thanks. I was like, I don't... Nothing could prepare you for that moment. I was like, I have an idea of what I want to say, but I can't say it. I was like, I wanted to... I I was like, I know what I would say to him in person. I was like, I can't type it. Yeah. I was like, I know what I'm gonna... What I would say to him in person. I was like, fuck, man. And, like, as I'm texting him, fucking now starting. I'm like, now you want to start? I can't read the text. <laughs> like, and then all of a sudden just started, like, fucking crying for, like, the next 10, 15 minutes. And I was like, I don't know what to do. So I was like, right off the bat, I'm like, I can't believe this bullshit. Guy raised me basically my whole life, and I don't get, I don't get to say goodbye. Yeah. I even called his phone, cause I, I don't know why. Yeah. I was like, I'm gonna call his phone. Maybe Just, he's gonna pick up. Yeah. He's not gonna pick up. He's under morphine drip, dude. He, he, he ain't he, there. Yeah. I was like, what the fuck is going? Like, I waited like I don't know, maybe two hours, and. Uh, that's when I got a phone call again. Yeah, so he, he passed. He's gone. I was like, okay. All right. How are you feeling? <laughs> How do you want me to feel? It's it's so difficult right off the start, too. Yeah, I said, I said I, I don't know. I said, honestly? I said, yeah, I said, I, I feel feverish. I said, I feel like I got symptoms. He goes, all right, listen. He goes, you got to take care of yourself. You gotta like you know, yeah. monitor yourself, watch how it goes. He said, "Okay, get off the phone." And I'm like, "I don't. What do I do?" I go, "My grandmother's still under." I go, "She doesn't even know that her husband of 63 fucking years has passed away." Yeah. I go, and she's under. I go, "Well, she has a fighting chance." I said, "She still has a shot." Yeah. So we got to be positive for her to get out. I go, but how the hell do I? I was like, I can't believe I'm going to be the one that makes that Facebook post tonight. Yep. I said, I can't believe it's going to be me this time. I said, I, I said one day it'll happen, probably. I don't know. I'm not really like that. I don't like to do those big you, posts. You don't put... You don't really show emotion, especially on any kind of Facebook or public no. forum. Like, you'll go on Twitter, but you'll fuck around on Twitter. Yeah. Or, you, or I'll be mad about the cowboy. Like, yeah, but... Shit like but, that. Um, your emotional side, you don't put out there no. very often. So, to make the post, I'm like, this sucks, dude. Yeah. I was like, I can't fucking believe the way this is going. And I remember texting my mother, texting Shelby. Everyone's like, so sorry for your loss. The, the typical response. Shelby told me, there's one thing that you're going to be sick of. And that's getting that getting sorry for your loss. Sorry for your loss. Yep. The sympathy eyes, all that. My phone started blowing up. I guess my mother told my other my other side of the family pretty quick because they all came in, like text, text, text. I was like, "What?" <laughs> at one part, I was answering at first, and then at another part, I was like, "I'm done." What? Threw the phone to the side. I was like, "I'm done. I don't want to fucking talk to anybody." So I don't really care to talk to anybody. I said, "I don't care who knows." I said, I'll, I obviously, I, I wasn't, I didn't feel obligated that I had to post. Yeah. I said, when I'm ready, I said, I'll post. I said, you know, I said, I don't know. I said, I'll just sit here. 
and deal with this. You know, I said, I don't know what's going to happen. I go, my grandmother's going to freak out, though. I was like, damn, dude. Yeah. She was the most abrupt. Yeah. Because when your grandfather, it was it was writing on the wall, essentially. Yeah. It was... It was you were trying to pre- prepare. Yeah, it was only a matter of time, essentially. It, yeah, it was... It was you were preparing the whole time, and you said you were going to be okay. You said that you were going to be ready. Of course. But you're not really ready. No. And I was like, damn, so this is what it feels like. This is the first time. Now I was like, so that's why people cry at movies. Yeah. I never understood why people get all sentimental and emotional. I was like, I don't understand it. Now I get it. Yeah. Then I, eight days later, we're getting ready for school to come up. My first day back is my next test. And I remember about a day or two before the day she passed. So listen, it's not looking great. And I'm like, oh, shit. Through this entire time, I had a fever on and off. Had the cough, lost taste and smell, Everything. aches and pains. A couple days I'd have, a couple days I didn't. I would be working out. Fun. Yeah. I was working out still at days, fully benching, all that. And then the next day I got hit by a Mack truck. Um, you remember the the worst night I had because we were on Discord. Yep. Trying to do uh, legal. I'm uh, not League of Legends. Um, Dungeon Dungeon Dragons. 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 And I remember being like, I wanted to do this to to, to take my mind off it. I go, yeah. my body immediately. Yeah. Spiked, and I was like, I feel like shit. Yeah. Like because when we were talking, <clears throat> you didn't sound your upbeat self. I'm like, I'll text you on something. Like John, if you don't want to do this, if you don't feel like you're up to this. Just tell me, and yeah. you, you don't have to fucking do it. And that's when you said that, I'm out. Yeah, I was like, I, I just, I spiked. Yeah. I spiked. Um, I thought I was going to the ER that night. I had a very uh, uh, weird thing about the ER, because I was like, yeah. if I go to the ER, nobody's going to take care of the dog. Um, I was like, I, I just saw what happened to the other two people. So in this household, three people got COVID, two didn't walk out. Yeah. I'm the only one that walked out. So, I'm sitting there, and it was on the 27th of March, probably around 11, 12 o'clock. Beautiful day. Gorgeous day. I remember because I went outside with with the dog, especially after the phone call. I stayed outside for like two hours. Um, Get a phone call from my my father. Hey, how you doing? I, I said, I'm feeling a little bit better. I don't know. Still yeah. feel like shit. Got to back off. He goes, all right. He goes, yeah. He goes, oh, I was just at the hospital uh, visiting your grandmother. Um, and then a priest came in to give her final rites and she passed. And I was like, what? Like that. Jesus Christ. I said, what? And I, I, I'll tell you, I mean, maybe he, he was probably emotional before that phone call. Maybe he was crying before that phone Whatever. But he didn't sound it right then and there. Like, he kind of sounded like, Fine. So I didn't expect that news to come. It's yeah. like you led me in, and then you cracked me. Yeah. And I was like, "What? She passed? Yeah, she passed." And I was like, "Now, obviously, I had the TV muted because the phone call came in, yeah. but it really felt like the whole the whole house went dead." And I was like, "Oh, okay, all right." I was like, I don't know how to take this. Thank God, wherever he was, lost service. And the phone call cut off. And I was like, the second that phone call cut off, 
just tears just started coming down, and I was like, just, and then I went, just like that? I go, I get it, you treated me right my whole life for 28 fucking years, I go, yeah. and then you're gonna take them like that from me? And I actually went, how fucking dare you? I go, what the fuck makes you think you can just do shit like this to me? Yeah. I go, why would, why? Why would, why? why me of all people? What the hell did I do, man? Yeah. I tried to play the game right, I got, I, what the hell's going on? I was like, listen, I was like, I wanted to get engaged later this year, in 2020. Yeah. I was like, we were gonna go on a cruise, me and Shelby, I was gonna get engaged, like, I was like, I had plans. I go, you kind of are messing with those plans, but now? I go, what the hell, like, what the hell happened? And for the next hour, I went outside, and I just remember texting Shelby, um, I, th- I think it was short, I think, uh, Nana passed. That was it. And then I remember trying to call my mom. My mom was asleep, because she wasn't feeling well. And I was like, I was pissed. I was like, I can't believe you're not fucking waking up. Like, again, maybe the selfishness of me. I was like, I can't believe I need you right now and you're not fucking picking up the phone. Like, now I'm getting, like, my grandfather. Like, I'm like, I fucking need people and now nobody wants to fucking be here for me? Fuck you people! Like, for a brief minute, I'm like, ah! And then I remember sitting out there, still coughing and still feeling like shit and going, fuck it, you want to take me? Go for it. If I guess this COVID thing's that real, fuck it, man. I don't know. Because in that brief hour... I was like, this house is not mine. This is, like, this is over. This whole thing is all over. The whole thing is over. The whole shabam. Everything that we lived here for, we were building, it's all gone. I said, I don't even want to go back to work. I don't even give a shit about work. Fuck work. I said, I don't give a fuck about work. I said, I could live, if you told me uh, never to come back, I'd be like, yeah, cool, I'll do you the favor. I'm never coming back. I don't give a shit. I don't want to go back to work. I don't want to. I don't care about a video game. Yeah. I don't give a shit about the Cowboys. I don't give a shit about the Yankees. I don't it's give a nothing shit. else matters in that point. No, I, I looked at uh, at my dog, and I was like, "Bro, you got so gypped. I feel <laughs> so bad for you." Because he he kept looking at the gate, thinking she was coming down. I was like, "Dude, she's not coming down." Like I was like, "You need to chill, bro." And he was like, just looking at me like I gotta go out to go pee. I was like, "Well, I'll take you to pee, but." That, you got gypped. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm all you have left. If I go, if COVID don't take me. Because at the time that I had COVID, the track star from Ridgewood, who was 25 and a track star, was in the ICU and I don't think made it or wasn't making it, whatever. And I was like, he's a track star. Look at me. Yeah. You know, like, I was like, I'm screwed, man. And that was, that was just the abruptness of it. And I was like, I can't believe in that swift brief five minute maybe phone call my life is completely changed your world just completely crashed down yep in a matter of five minutes mm-hmm. that's so that's so shitty i mean death always will be shitty losing a loved one is always shitty. of course either way of losing one yeah it's just the fact that i couldn't go to the hospital to say bye yep nobody could come into the house well, they, they did to get a few things, but what Matt, everybody was away from me because I had COVID. Yeah. So people weren't coming in the house. I wasn't leaving the house. So now, I, now you're extra alone. And I want to leave the house. Yeah. I don't want to be in this house. The house that I grew up in my whole life, my house, all of a sudden is my prison. Yeah. I can't leave. Nobody can come in. And then that's, that's kind of when I, the darkness started to just creep in but only at night 
in a weird way, something yeah. went down. I just, but sometimes I would entertain him. I would be like, let me be sad. You have to. Yeah. I think, I think grief is, it's a very weird thing. Because some people, everyone grieves differently. Yeah. It's just a matter of how and when, whether or not it's right there or on the spot or a couple years down the road. Yeah. Because it can hit you at any point. One little memory can set it off and everything like that. Um, but what, what did you do after that? Like, how did you, you let the darkness come in and everything? Yeah. You, you take me through what you did to kind of cope with all that. Well, that was for me, like we were talking was, we were talking about before this was how I would repeat the days like to myself, like, yeah, so like you know, I just sat there, like it almost as if I was having a conversation, like with you or shove, like explaining, like talking to somebody what yeah. had happened. I would just repeat it. Um, some nights I would allow myself to just play music loudly because nobody was gonna, yeah, come calling. Um, I noticed like few songs I would listen to. Um, actually, what was funny was the one song that I I found. That I I don't know why the drug in me isn't is reimagined by falling in reverse. I don't yeah. know why. The way he does that whole song, like I just that the song itself just kind of described me in the house by myself alone the whole time. Yeah. Um. I wrote. That was I don't write a lot, but I felt like I kept replaying things in my head. Was it like you were reliving the days? Kind of like reliving the days, but I would also have an, an imagine, like an image that would keep playing. And this is like before like I'm free of COVID. Yeah. And I'll, now I'm starting to be back out into the regular world. Shelby would come, like Shelby would come over basically every day then. Like she was like, okay. And I was like, all right. Um, But the first night she slept over, I remember we woke up. Well, I woke up. She didn't wake up. We woke up, and I'm I'm looking at where my door was, and it's usually closed. It wasn't closed. I don't know why it wasn't closed, but it was like that early morning. It was like a light blue ray feel, and I it it sounds over exaggerated. A lot of people probably wouldn't believe me. I didn't think it was real. I mean, whatever it was, it was an, an image. But I remember waking up and looking at like the the door, being like, "Why the fuck is it open?" And then turning around, seeing her there, and then turning back, and the Grim Reaper was standing in the doorway. And I remember being like, you would think you're frozen, but I remember, like, looking at him and not, I don't think I physically, verbally said it, but in my head, as I'm looking at him, I went, nah, you've done your damage. It's, it's kind of like, it sounds a lot like uh, sleep paralysis. Probably, but I remember, like, raising up from the bed being like, nah, you fucking collected your bodies. Yeah, like... Like, you're done here. Like, I'm done, like... F- like, basically, fuck you. That's not coming back. <laughs> you're We're, not well, You're not welcome here. You're not welcome. You're done. You've done your damage. Yeah. I'm not going with you. It's... Dude, whatever. And everyone's like, that's what you saw? I said, I swear to God. Like, when we did finally wake up, I was like, I swear to God, I saw the Grim Reaper stand right fucking there. And she was like, it happens. I don't know. She's Jesus like, you know, Christ. things happen. I don't know. 
Um, another image in me that I kept seeing was sitting on the carpet in front of my grandfather, um, in front of my grandparents, um, uh, what do you call it, uh, door for the bedroom. And it was like a movie. Like, I'm, I'm sitting there and I'm watching... And I, like, from where my room was or from where the the room, uh, the spare bedroom was. Yeah. You would know where that is. Yeah. It's like I'm looking at it from that point of view, and I see a kid, a toddler or whatever, just sitting there, and he's playing with, like, a toy. I don't even know what toy it is. Door's closed, playing with the toy, blah, 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 whatever. Then it switches the view, and I see it's me playing with some toy. And then the toy breaks. And I'm I'm looking at it like this. And then I call out to my grandparents. Nobody responds. I call out to my grandparents again. Nobody responds. Now I could tell, I feel it, but I could tell the kid without seeing him is getting worried and nervous. And now his voice breaks. Yeah. And he calls out, and then he starts crying. And I was like, "Well, that's a weird fucking image." And then I I would wake up, and I was like, "Well, to me, what that image was was the toy was my life. The toy just broke." Yeah. Usually they were they were there to fix it. Nobody's there to fix it. And I was like, I remember I got that image a lot, and then I wrote it down. It may be even on my uh, my Tumblr, I think, because I have a writing Tumblr that it's very rarely touched. I don't think it's a bit. I meant to touch it, and then I just got busy. Mm. Um, but during that process, I would just write certain things. So that was another image that I had. The one I did write down was I called it The Average Night. It was like super depressing, but I was like, I had to, I had to write it because I kept thinking about it. And I was like, the only way I think I can get rid of this is if I put pen to paper and just put it out there. Yeah. And then I'll never dream of it again. And I never did. Like the mm. second I put it to pen and pad, I didn't have the image of the child anymore. Didn't have that image. My average night was basically, and it was true, was I did the whole routine I would shut all the um, all the lights off, close all the curtains like my grandparents would do. Um, I would leave the light on in his room, very dim, so he could see. Yeah. When he would go to bed, I opened up the the, the the bed so he would be able to get in. Then I went upstairs. I had her door closed because her door was always closed. I hated when people opened it and left it open. I used to drive me nuts. Then I would go into my room, listen to a podcast, play a video game, but I played it low. Because just in case somebody needed me, the obvious thing yeah. is there is nobody there. Nobody's coming. Nobody's saying goodnight to me. I'm not going to hear him roll. And then I, I think the end of the, the the poem or whatever it is. I think at the end I, I wrote, I close I close my door. I go to bed. I survived another night because that's how I felt. Yeah. Was like, I was the survivor. Like, I I, I said it to my one friend. I went to the Gates of Oblivion in Elder Scrolls yeah. with my team, and I came out by myself. And I was like, holy shit. Did you essentially feel like you were just dead inside and that you were just kind of coasting at that point? Or is it more or less like you, you were more aware of what was going on? I think it, for me it was more of an awareness. Um, I, could easily, I, I think I could have easily succumbed to shit. When I did write a lot of the time, what I would do was and not because I had to do it. Yeah. I would drink, and I would kind of let that wall go down because when you drink, a lot of that truth serum comes of out. Of course. So I would drink a little bit, get a nice buzz where I could still fucking write. Yeah. So it's not chicken shit, but I would write it down. 
So anything that I wanted to write down, I wouldn't hold back. There wouldn't be anything that held back. I haven't read them in a long time. I still have them. I told my mother I would give them to her, and I never, I kept forgetting. Just so, because she read some of my writings. Yeah. And she was like, they are very, like, jawing. And I was like, well, that's, I'm not saying that that's what they're meant for, but that's, if that's how I feel at that. that that's how you put your emotions yeah. out there is through stories or whatever yeah. it is you do. So, even if, I'm and, and my one, I may have even cursed out my father. I don't know. I could have, whatever I put in those things. Yeah. That's that was how I felt. I just remember playing the playing the, the song over and over and over while I was buzzed and I was writing and I was like I would just write whatever came to me. So even if I paused for five minutes and then the idea changed, you could tell the idea changed because it would just that's just how it would go. I think I wrote the one night was like the big writing. I think I wrote like three pages or something front and back. Jesus. Um, and most of my I, like I. Uh, I would title a couple of them. I, I think I had a couple that were called Update to You, Update to You 2, Update to You 3. Yeah. Basically just updating my grandmother. Um, I want I was, I was meant to write one more, but then October got so busy, and I was like, nah, if you're not meant to write it, you're not meant to write it. Because I was going to go, so it's it. Finally moving out. It's yeah. blah, blah, blah. All this shit's happening. Um, there was so many times from the the time that that happened to Halloween when you guys helped me move out where I almost gave up by living there. Like, as in, I'm going to just go move in with Shelby. Yeah. Because some days I was like, I don't want to fucking be here anymore and it's not my fucking house. I don't give a shit. But then there was always something that kept tugging me. Yeah. That was like, nah, dude, like, this was your house. You're supposed to stand ground. You're supposed to defend it. Whatever it was. You're the last line of defense now. Yeah, you're the last line of defense. You're the last person. Yep. It's over. So I was like, okay. And I think that's kind of what kept me there most of the time. But it was the first time, especially when when my dog went over to Shelby's house, that was brief. That was, you need to get, uh, you know, ha- have you thought about moving the dog out? I said, yeah, yeah. You know, I said, he went over once or twice to get adjusted. Okay, he needs to be out by, like, in two days. It's like, what? So now it was like another thing's getting torn from me. Yep. So now I'm not going to live with the dog. The dog's going to live over there. Now I'm feeling like, well, he's going to think I'm fucking abandoning him. I was like, he's going to be like, holy shit, man. Like, you left me? Yeah. Um, now, I, I don't see him every day. I won't lie. To, he's in the basement. He's living his best life, doing his thing. Um, but when I first sent him over and I came home, no more. I don't have more, any more cable. So there's no TV on. TV was always left on at night. No TV on. Complete darkness, basically, because I didn't have a lot of lights on. Because I thought I was being, um, like, nice about not using as much electricity. Yeah. Kept the kitchen clean. It almost looked like nobody lived there. So the entire house is dark, quiet, nothing. It's just dark and quiet. Yeah. And the house is never quiet. There's always something. So I would, I remember sitting there once, once or twice... With just my light on, nothing. And just let it be silent. And I was like, holy shit. I said, that, that is this, the, like, the sound of, of silence is like a truth. That, like, it's like, it's very eerie. It's very sad. It's depressing. Yeah. And yet, when my grandmother died, the thing that I remember saying to myself, and I still, I start living by this, 
was she passed away on a Friday, tomorrow is Saturday, the next day is Sunday, and then Monday your test is here. Meaning, she passed away on Friday, but the next day is coming. So the world doesn't stop just because somebody in your family passed away, someone that you love passed away. Your world may be coming down, but... The, re- the, the real world is still the there. The real world still goes. I was just going to ask you, like, how long did it take you to get back to kind of normal living? And from what you're saying, it took three days because you did have a test. Yeah. Um, I remember trying to study for the test. I came alive, barely studied. I just couldn't focus. Yeah. Um, but I remember going, you can't, you can't let, you can't let your grandparents fuck it down. You gotta like. You got to do this. Yeah. You got to pass these courses. You got to get your fucking degree. You just have to do it. Um, and I was like, "All right, like we got to do this." I remember taking the test. Thank God it was the test was basically from the study guide. I got a ninety nine on it, mm. and I was like, I remember it happened, and like I kind of started feeling like I got teary eyed again. I like was like, "Oh, I needed that to be not as difficult." Yeah. I remember the first class in the afternoon, my accounting class. She was like, hi, because it was on Zoom. How is everybody? How are you? I hope everybody's safe and everybody's doing well. And I'm like, you have no fucking idea. Like, I, my world, I don't want to hear it. <laughs> like, my world just ended three days ago. Yeah. Like, But to me, the strong part, I guess, in me, I don't know. I, The way I looked at it was, like I said, Saturday, Sunday, Monday is coming. Like, the next day is coming. The next season is coming. The next month is coming. Yeah. The next year is coming. At the end of all this, you have to realize now it's going to be up to you. Your grandfather always told you, one day this is all going to end, John. And I was like, yeah, you didn't tell me it was going to end like this. Yeah. I go, but I looked at it as either you put up or shut up. It's time to, like, whatever motivational thing you want to look at, I always go back to the Rocky speech. Of course. You know, Life will beat you down to your knees and yeah. it'll keep you there permanently if you let it. And I was like, life is beating me down to my knees right now. Yeah. So now it's like, it's okay to feel sad. It's okay to cry. It's okay to be emotional. It's okay to feel depressed. But you cannot live in it. Yeah. So I won't lie. Throughout the time of there, to me moving, any time I ever felt somebody or saw somebody saying that they were depressed or sad or that they were having it rough and they really weren't yeah i just i just it kind of started to get me angry i started to like i won't lie there were certain people where i would just be like i need to fucking not even look at your shit now like yeah you're pissing me off like you think you have it hard look at all this shit that happened to me yeah i remember Looking outside, I was sitting out on the deck while my after my grandmother had passed. Thank God my neighbors weren't out yet, because I just didn't want to talk to anybody. But they, I mean, they weren't being nosy. They were yeah. just how how is everything? You know, we're so sorry, but I just didn't want to talk to anybody. I remember sitting there going, "Okay," I was like, "Today is the worst day of your life. It's been the worst week of your life." I said, "You want to know it's crazy?" I said, somebody's got it worse today. Don't know who, don't know where. Somebody's got it a lot worse than I do today. Don't know how, because right now you can't comprehend it because yeah. your world just ended. But yet you're like, you know what? Could be worse, man. Could be so much worse. Yeah. I'm like, it was weird because, like, she passed and then my health went like this. 
And I was like, it. then I had a weird thing of maybe she made a deal. Like, take what's left of mine, just give him back his. And I was like, that's selfish. That's. But my, yeah. Shelby was also like, she goes, you, you're going to think a lot of different things. There's a lot of are. different ways you're going to look at this. Um, but for me, I mean, I don't want to say life got back to normal immediately because I was still in quarantine. But, like, about a month after quarantine, I remember my first ho- the first holiday technically without them was Easter. I remember uh, I was getting something to bring over to Shelby's, and I started getting tearied and started feeling emotional because in the um, in the aisle next to me, I heard somebody go to somebody going, oh, how are you? Oh, I'm good. Yeah, you know, just stay. Just listen. All you can do today is stay with your loved ones. And I was like, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> my love, like... I was like, I'm not going to be with them. Yeah. But <clears throat> the thing that was that was that helped was also I'm not one of those people that look for my friends to check up on me. Yeah. I'm not it's not who I am. I wouldn't think any less of you or any more of you. That's just not who I am. Um, but Shelby's family kind of like especially her mom kind of yeah. like embraced like, "Hey, listen. This is life." But don't worry, we're going to figure this out. Yeah. You have a room here whenever you need to move. Because Shelby's like, listen, I've already... Like, I felt bad because I didn't want to be a burden. Of course. And I felt like a burden because my grandparents raised me. Yeah. Because my grandparents were out. They had their three kids. They were done. They should be retired and living life. Instead, they're raising me. I was like, they don't need to raise me. So I always felt... I always felt like a burden... People always were like, you should never feel like that. It's how I felt. I always yeah. felt like that. I always felt like a burden to my grandparents. So It's also the fact that you didn't have a say in the matter. Uh, no, I didn't, but they knew how I would want I would want who have gone to my grandparents. Because yeah. any time I went to my grandparents, I played my N64 immediately. Yeah. Like, I, like, I felt bad when I was a kid because most of the time I just wanted to play video games. It wasn't even necessarily be with them. I just wanted to play video, video games because I'd only be there on the weekends. And once in a blue moon, he would drive me to school all the way down in Union City. And I would cry, like, unbelievably, because I did not want to leave. I remember not wanting to leave them. I hated leaving them. So it was just obvious that I was going to be better off here. But having, like, having them have your, you know, support and then, I mean, obviously I had friends that supported me. Yeah. But, again, didn't, like, it wasn't like I needed people to be like, how you doing today? How you doing today? Hey, like, yeah. Because I probably would have been like, shut the fuck up. Like, for me, that's why I only text you once once or twice. Yeah. I'm just like, because I know how I felt when my aunt died. I'm like, I don't like getting text messages like this over and over again. I'm yeah. like, I'm going to send you one or two, and then that's it. And then if you need to talk to me, you have my number. I've been through this, so I can try to help you as much as possible. Yeah. But I don't want to keep bringing up the same topic and reminding you that you don't have your grandparents anymore. Yeah. And it's just like, that for me, I just like, that's why I kind of was a little reserved in that. Yeah. And I'm like, I know how John is. I'm like, I don't need to keep reminding this kid that his world just fucking ended yeah. last week. I'm like, I don't need to do that. Yeah. I'm like, if he needs me, he can come He can come get me. Yeah. I that's And that's why, like, I remember when we almost didn't do the draft. Yeah. When we almost didn't do it. And I remember internally being like, I hope we can just do this draft. I just want to go out. Yeah. I was like, I just want to get out of my house. I just want to just be 
a little normal. Exactly. Watching the the NFL draft, even though the NFL draft won't be normal, but we'll be here and it'll be fun. It's a sense of normalcy in the world. And that was what I tried to get back to. And that's when I realized I got to go back to work. And everyone was like, why? Why are you going back to work? I was like, I have to go back to work. I was like, I have to. I remember the first day at work, I think even my coworkers could tell. Like, I was just, I didn't know what to do. Like, I'm usually usually the guy that everyone goes to. Yeah. And I was like, where should I begin? And my one coworker was like, honestly, if you can do the bulk part of the load, he goes, because I've been just cutting because the counter was down. So I was like, all right, yeah, I'll do that. And then I'll try to do a schedule. And, like, I don't know. But everybody was trying to get out by, like, 12 o'clock, 1 o'clock. So... I went in at 5 a.m., got got out at, like, 12.30. Mostly almost nobody came up to me and, like, said anything. said anything. I didn't want anybody to. I wanted to be left alone. I didn't try to be around anybody. Yeah. Um, even my, even the, the people I worked with in the deli department didn't say anything. They just were like, hey, how are you? That's it. That's hmm. just, like... So just, like, a normal day. Yeah. Because I think that's, like, me... I'll probably text you once. Yeah. And then I'm leaving you alone. Because I don't think you're going to want to be, like you said, reminded. Yeah. And I know how I am. I want my space. So I'm going to assume you're going to want your space. Some people want to be bombarded. Some people don't. Of course. Um, I don't want to be bombarded. I didn't want to be bombarded when I had everything going on. Like I said, I just had the process. I had a couple weeks of vacation at times. Those were the times where I would let it happen. Because I was like, I have a couple days where I can... Because if it wasn't... If I wasn't working or doing school, what else was I going to do? Yeah. I was going to work out. I I needed to distract because I needed to start developing my life. Yeah. And that's when I was like, all right, maybe it is time to go full-time, see what I can do, be stable, because this pandemic ain't going anywhere yeah um i was like you know my next chapter now is my family and my life exactly so i go to me shelby is now going to be that whole thing your world essentially yeah is the next part which is that's another scary thing is to start feeling like that about somebody and then realizing you're gonna try to go get married because you're like I started to understand what people meant by vulnerable. Yeah. And I was like, fuck, I don't like being vulnerable. We used to discuss that all the time in high school. We hated that shit. It's just being, like, the sense of feeling weak and feeling lost, it's just like, what do I do now? Yeah. I don't have any, like, with you, it's like, yeah, you're 28 at this point, but, Mm -hmm. like, life is so hard to figure out, and it's like, essentially the two people that raised me taught me right and wrong, are now gone. Yeah. And now I don't have anybody to guide me like that. No, because, like, I mean, obviously, I still have, you know, I still have my father, I still have my mother. I don't, I you know, I don't really see my father that much. Um, like, even my mother, my mother lives down in Clifton. Yeah. But my mother came up while I was quarantined. And she was like, I just want to give you a hug because, like, I don't, she goes, I don't know how to do this. She goes, because you're hurting and you need your mother. But you're telling me I can't be there. I said, no, because I already lost two fucking people. Yeah. I said, so you're going to take this one on the chin in a way. Like, you're going to not hug me. Yeah. You're going to take this one on the chin. Just stay away from you're me. You're just going to, like, that's just how it's going to go. Yeah. Um, But she would talk to even Shelby's mom once in a while. 
you know, because Shelby's mom would probably hit me up t- two, three times a day and was like, how are you feeling? Do you have a fever? What's your fever? Take your temperature. How's your cough? How's, like, because she's also, you know, she's in that field. Yeah. So she's like, if you need help getting, I, I got in touch with one of the doctors through her. So I started knowing things all of a sudden before everybody else. Like, all of a sudden, I started hearing things before people were telling me. Even my dad was like, how the hell are you finding this out? I said, because of Dr. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And I'm like, he goes, who the fuck is that? And I was like, well, he works with her doctor, and he knows they're in the same, like, they know the same shit. Like, he knows who it is, and he's kind of doing me, I guess, a favor. Because yeah. he knew her. So he was like, he's kind of doing me a favor by giving me the inside scoop. So I said, okay, you know, just shit like that. But you you definitely need that support system. Yeah. That's for sure. But I always think it's you. It starts with you, and it ends with you. Yeah. If you're not going to face the music, if you're not going to realize that you have a problem, and the only way to do it is by you having to solve it. You have to go yeah. out, and everybody does things differently. Some people read books. They they like to do an inspirational quote. Sometimes I feel like I'm a little more hardline. Like, I'm like one of those people that... If you need to wake up every day and read an inspirational quote on Instagram, you may want to go get something checked. Like, if that's how you're going to get your day started, mm-hmm. that's going to be rough, man. Because you have a coping, you have a uh, a device that you have to go to yeah. to get yourself motivated. If you can't get yourself going at all, it's like that's the toughest thing. Then it's at that point you got to kind of find your you got to find your own motivation at times. Yeah. I, and sometimes you can lean on on books or 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 quotes or whatever, but yeah. But what happens if that shit were to just disappear? Yeah, like self help can't do anything. Self help books, I I think they're they're great. Like yeah, oh, it's not my cup of tea because I'm not gonna sit there and read. I'm just not. I know I'm not. But my grandparents kind of taught me one last lesson, and basically it was it's time to grow up. Like once that happened, I honest to God, I went. You're not a child anymore. And I get it. I was 28, so everyone's like, you weren't a child. I get that, but... It's the mind frame. That mindset, that yeah. mind frame, everything, that child, that it's done. Yeah. Now it's... It is time to be selfish. You have to be selfish. Yeah. Because nobody, like my grandfather would say, ain't nobody in this world going to look out for you except for you. That's true. So it was my turn to be to say, you know what? It can be selfish. And I felt guilty because there was, as fucked up as this sounds, there was kind of a sense of relief. Because while living with them while they were sick, or especially with him, I always felt a little anxious every day while I was there. Because I always had to listen. And it sounds childish because people be like, you couldn't just listen for your grandma. Like, big whoop, you took out the trash. You know, you don't. I I never knew when that bad step was gonna happen. Yeah. I never knew what was gonna happen. And watching him lose his leg, then leukemia, it was like hard to go and get yep. his chemo shots with him, and like just see the bruising on it. I'm like, this sucks. It's tough, and I I know where you're coming from because for a long time my mom used to live here with me and my dad, and to this day, because I have a gaming headset, I I always leave one cup off my ear. That's why I never went with two. In case I needed to hear something. Yep. So, for me, it's always the warning. Like, 
you sometimes you can feel when somebody falls, like the, the house kind of rattles a little yeah. bit. But when you fucking hear it, it's like, oh shit, okay, let me let me go up there. And whenever I heard that, I would run upstairs real quick just to make sure everything was okay. Yeah, I I would just I would always kind of have that anxious feeling, and it's it was hard to explain. But when they passed, there was almost a relief of I don't have to I don't have to worry about you anymore. It's just it's a burden that's lifted off your shoulders of I don't. I don't have to listen out for that anymore. Yeah. And it, and it sounds it sounds shitty to say that. Like to say that uh, that they were even a burden, but yeah. it was like I just I never knew how anxious I felt like that until when they were gone I went holy shit, I don't ha- I don't have to worry about you anymore. I can literally just worry about me. Yeah. Even though everyone would say oh, you only had yourself to worry about. That's not true. It's I just but I I like you don't get it. I'm like I'm in the house. I get it. They had three kids, and they all lived close. And honestly, like, my, my Uncle Jerry would literally drop everything yeah. and just run over. So I'm not saying I never had somebody. That day, I didn't have anybody. Yeah. And that day, I, I had to go take take her. And the entire time, I felt like people were staying away from the house. So now the side of that family that I was so close to now feels like they're so distant. Yeah. So now it's like... Whenever they would come to the house, because they had to go through through the shit, they would all come, but they would come sometimes while I was at work. And then as I would get there, they would all be leaving, and I felt like... I didn't think I was going to feel anything. I felt fucking hurt. Like, I was like, do you not want to be around me? Like, yeah. hello? Like, I'm not part of the family at all? Like, I'll never forget the first time I came over. I won't lie. Everybody was in the house, and all the doors were open. And I was like, what the fuck is going on? Like, this is... Yeah. People are in their room, and I was like, what is going... Like, people are going through their shit. I go, you guys would never do... But it's not like I took... Like, I got I know why they did it. Yeah. But it just... It felt weird because you... You couldn't... You didn't want to wait for me to come home. You wanted to go in early. And I guess nobody has to explain to me. Yeah. Because it was, you know, they were their sons. So I get it. But I also just, like, when it happened, I was like, oh, my. Like, I was like, this sucks. People going through your house, this sucks. Yeah. This really, like, you don't think about it. And then it hits and you go, ah, fucking like this. Yeah, I was going to ask you after everything kind of started to settle down. You had to sell the house, obviously. Yeah. I mean, well, her, their kids did. Yeah. Yeah. So. Where did the family really stand at that point? Because I knew that you had some problems with your uncle with taking shit from the house and everything like that. Mm-hmm. So at that point, did the family kind of kind of split up a little bit as opposed well, to like sticking together? Yes, because it wasn't really he he had taken a couple things, but my father took things too. Okay, so there was like a little sibling battle going on with that. That I really didn't want to have any part of, because it wasn't my, you know, shit. Yeah. Um, it was it was things. It, there was you know sentimental things that one found more sentimental sentimental than the other, and then my one uncle who was the executor, who really didn't want much, was like, why don't you just let's take these uh, the post-its, different colors for different people. Yeah. Just so you know. Whatever it was. Is that Nicole's father? Yeah. Okay. Um, 
he was, uh, to me, you know, he was trying to be fair. There's a lot of touchy shit. And I get it. I was always thankful that they at least still allowed me to live in the house without yeah. asking anything of, you know, like, as in, like, rent or, you know, anything like that. Yeah. But they were nice enough with that. That was the other way I coped. I actually wrote each uncle in each household, like, a thank you letter. But that was, to me, sometimes I would think, oh, that was, why the hell would you do that? That, sh- that sounds weak. Like, why yeah. would you? But at the same time, it helped me cope, too. Yeah. It was part of the writings that I would do. And I just, I did it. And, you know, I don't know. They just, they, I mean, they both said, you know, don't worry about it. Like, listen, this is, it is what it is. We'll get through it. Like, don't worry about it. Yeah. You know, but that's just how I felt. Um there was divide um my father seemed to not get along necessarily with the others about just certain shit and i don't know my 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 uncle jerry i think tried to you know just fucking put it back together and just be like let's just sell the freaking house like yeah i kind of want this over when we can um which was probably more my mentality too like, yeah, let's just get this shit over with. Yeah. Um, but that's, it was, especially in the beginning and towards the middle, definitely it started to get divided. Um, and then I think it was kind of just at the end, it is what it is. My father moved down south, so. So he, he didn't even stick around. Yeah, no, he moved down south, so he, you know, he's living his own life. Which is he, understandable. You gotta do what you gotta do. Did he ever try to reach out to you and try to help you through what was going on or no? Uh, he would text me once in a while, uh, like, how am I doing? Shit like that. Um, but we have the same normal talks like we usually do. So it was essentially nothing really changed? Not really, just that he's down, you know, that he's in South Carolina. Um, it's not like I've been avoiding to try to get, you know, to visit him. I just, I don't have time. That's, yeah. that's the issue, especially going in the holiday. It's like hard. Mm. Um, I wouldn't mind seeing, you know, seeing his house in South Carolina. It looks nice. I've seen pictures. Um, but the selfishness in me is I got to worry about my life. I can't. I mean, that, that's I, understandable. I can't worry about my six other cousins because they're not going to worry about me. Yeah. I'm not going to worry about my uncles. I'm not going to worry about my like. I mean, obviously, if I see my uncle Gary, he asks how I'm doing. You know, how's the wedding planning going? Yeah. Uh, my uncle Jerry, we were just at the driving range with him, Nicole, and her fiance. Like, everybody's nice. Like nobody, you know. Listen, I as far as I know, I. I was never a dick to anybody. Yeah. I, I didn't ever try to be a dick, so I don't ex- I'm not saying I expect hugs. Yeah. But like I don't know, like I guess common decency what when we see each other, like Yeah. And I've never had a problem with them, so that's been the good thing. Well, that's good. I mean were you ever were you super close with your family growing up or no? Like your uncles and everybody? <sighs> well, my one uncle didn't really talk as much. He was more standoffish. Whereas my uncle Jerry, yeah, you know, Gary was was more standoffish, more quiet. Jerry was more outgoing, spoken, um, goofy. But I never didn't get along with any of them. I would say I got along more with my uncle Jerry. 
just because of his personality. You know, okay. it just yeah, happens. Yeah. So I would go over and play with Nicole and all them. So we'd play outside, basketball, whatever yeah. it was. Um, and then my cousin Gary, I would hang out with whenever he would come over. We play video games. Tony Hawk, like he's one of the reasons why I even got even into skateboarding. Yeah, because I saw what he was into, and I was like, oh, that's cool. Um, like we're all we were all into to different shit. If I see any of my cousins, we're all very friendly with each other. There's never there's never been a problem. I don't think there should ever be a problem. Yeah. Um, I've been closer with my cousin Nicole, but that's just because growing up together in the same schools together, she's always come to she's always come to me with relationship advice. And I, rides home. And rides home. <laughs> those are always <laughs> those are always funny stories. <laughs> Uh, all right, so one last question to round it out. How how are you feeling now about it? Like, looking back on it now, how it affected you, do you think that you're kind of over the hill, or is it more or less... The feeling is still there, it's just a little more suppressed now that you've kind of been used to it and now that more time has gone on? Um, I th- Most days... You hate to even say that you don't think about it, but most days I, I don't, but that's just because of being busy. Yeah. Um, I do have moments at night sometimes if I'm by if I'm by myself and I'm quiet, my mind could wander, but not to the extent. Um like her birthday, maybe their anniversary, yeah. his birthday, certain things like Christmas time I can't help it. Like I get like ugh. Yeah. Like this, like this last Christmas Eve or Christmas, I was like, first one without them. I was like, Christmas Eve was huge over there. Yeah, and I was like this. But again, being over there, having my mom, my mom come over, like it was like you have the family feel. I listen. I loved staying in my PJs the whole time. It was great. <laughs> but that was just how it was. Like it just, it is what it is. And yeah. it was. I was fortunate enough that even my manager gave me off. A little bit too, yeah. So I didn't have to worry, so I could just relax. Now, once in a blue moon, like I said, on certain occasions it'll come up. I don't really let it get to me because there's no reason for it to get to me. Because I look at it as literally one door closed, another one opened, and now yeah. I look at the way I'm progressing, and I go. The only regret I have is that they won't be at the wedding. Yeah. Or at least my grandmother won't be at the wedding. Um, but the thing that I found crazy was I forgot how many voicemails I had. Little ones. Like five second ones. Yep. Like Johnny called me. And I remember I played one, oh, I want to say maybe a couple nights after she passed. All she, all she got to in the five seconds was Johnny and I fucking broke. Yep. I mean, just broke. Um, I listened to her, when the hell was it? Maybe my birthday of this year? In the bathroom, I listened I listened to her one voicemail. It's about raviolis. It's like a long minute. I mean, raviolis are great. Yeah. It's like <laughs> a long, like, minute and a half one. And, like, I just listened to it and, like, you smile and you laugh and then you get, like, you get kind of sad, but then you smile. Like, like I don't see a point in being sad for a long time. I don't see the point in it. Yeah. Um, they know you don't You don't ever forget them. But yeah. my grandparents would look at me and say, listen, 
we were there for the first 28 years of your life, you probably still have, I mean, my grandfather would be like, I don't know, the way you eat, maybe another two decades, <laughs> but I, uh, they would be like, you got another, like, pros, pro, probably four decades left, yeah. at least. You have your own kids that you should have, possibly grandkids. Like, you have, in let's say in the next 40 to 50 years, there's a lot of life to still fucking live. Yeah. You're going to have to go live it. You have to, like... You and Shelby, like, that's your life. That's what you're going to have to go do. Whatever you feel is best is best. Even if you're in uncomfortable situations. Like, I come home from work some real rough days, and I'm like, what the hell am I doing? Like, you just get so angry, and then you go, ah, just fucking just chill. And it's the same with them. Like, you you get sad. I let myself get sad for a couple minutes. If If I feel like I would have to get sad for longer... I guess I would allow it. I haven't really had those that moment, so that's fine. Like, even if I'm drinking, I don't really get into that sad, depressive stage. Yeah. It's just, it's just life. That's how I look at it. Everybody copes with everything differently. Um, I'm not an attention person, so I don't like attention on me. Yeah. So even, like, going back to work in the beginning, that I knew... That I was having to get ready for, because a lot of people that shop there know me. Yeah. Know my grandparents. Well, your grandmother was a big deal in this town. Yeah. For a long time. So, that first month or two, that sucked. Yeah. Because people coming up, John, how are you? I'm like, oh, fuck. When they use that voice, like, they, With the eyes. they take a deep breath. Like, yeah. John... And I hated, yeah. I hated seeing, because I'd have lines of people sometimes. Yeah. Or, like, I would have to go around the counter and be like, yeah, you know, it's like, like I don't know, like, I don't even mean to try to be cold. Like, I bet you there were some people who thought I was cold about it. Yeah. Because I just was like, I don't want to fucking talk about it, man. Yeah. I mean, look, everyone copes the same way, everybody, like, differently. Everybody copes different, Jesus. but it it's like seeing all the old neighbors and shit like I don't know like now it's just so how's wedding planning like you know now it's more positive it's yeah. never but for those first couple months it was going to be negative and it was just it was what it was it, yeah. and it was n- I never took anything like I, like even your mom came down the one night yeah. like I know she did, like was like I don't want to but I was like I get it I also rarely see you yeah you gotta realize I see customers the same people twice a week three times a week like we gotta get over, or I'm, at that time I was still living there. Yeah. So I would go. Out, I would, I would try to not even take the dog out, because I was gonna go for a walk. I would try to not to take them out if I saw that they were there, because mm. people would be down in the block. I'm like, I don't want to see people. I don't want to go around people. A, because I COVID, but also B, yeah. I was just like, I don't want to go over this tragedy again. Like, yeah. I don't need to. I don't re- need to keep reliving it over yeah. and over. Yeah. They have COVID. Yeah, yeah. What do you want me to tell you? Yeah. She was the first one in town. I was the second one in town. She was the first death in town. Yeah. You know, unfortunately, I, I missed, but that night where she went out to her friends, unfortunately, she gave that whole house of COVID, and when her best friend passed. So it was like, I knew three people that passed that were positive of COVID. Yeah. And then I, I remember the the one-year celebration that we had. He came. The um, uh, name was Mike. He came, and it was the first time I saw him since, obviously, even then, because they used to come over. Yeah. And, like, I felt guilty. It's, I think it's called survivor's guilt. I think, yeah, I, I, I think it's when. I could understand that. It's, yeah. it's kind of like, 
You took two of the three, and I'm the only one fucking left. And here. I'm the only one left, and I knew that your wife caught it from my grandmother, so and now, she's not here, and now you're alone. Like it, I it's, just, it's essentially deflecting responsibility onto you inadvertently. Yeah, yeah like... I, and I trust me, I know he didn't look at it that way. Like, yeah. you know, he came up to me and, and, you know, shook my hand, said, how you doing? And he knew Shelby because of all the times he came over at night. Yeah. So he would say, how you know, to her, how's she doing? But a lot of people knew him. So, like, Robin knows him. Like, everybody knows him because he lives, he's right here in town. Yeah. But even seeing him for the first time that day, seeing some of my aunts from, you know, his, his cousin, my grandfather's cousin, seeing her... And she had just lost her husband a couple months after my grandmother passed from uh, going into treatment. And he, he had fallen and yeah. just passed away like that from internal... I was like, I couldn't believe the amount of people that had been taken from from the time he passed. Even my uncle, Stevie, who just passed a couple months ago. Like, it's like, it's crazy to all of a sudden, you felt like people were honestly dropping like flies. Yeah. Just... From the pandemic, not being able to see people, hear from people, and you're like, holy shit, there's a lot less people now that I know of. Yeah. And I don't know. To me, again, I had a terrible time that all sucked, but yet I came out of it definitely, in my opinion, a lot stronger. I found out a lot more about myself that I was a lot stronger than I thought I was. Yeah. Because I remember looking at my father saying, you know, I did this all by myself. And that's how I look at the rest of my life is I'll do it by myself, even though you won't do it by yourself. You know you know that you don't need to rely on anybody but yourself. Yeah, like, I can do this now. Yeah. And my Uncle Jerry honestly said, he goes, eventually you're going to see this is going to be a great thing for you. Yeah, because it essentially awakens a different beast in you. Yeah. Where it's just like, now I'm in comp- like complete power of myself. Yeah. Where I don't need parents i don't need this i don't need that yeah to to live my life the way i wanted to yeah. it, ma- so. it basically matured matured me yeah real, real like real quick because yeah. i had to yeah and that's we talk about you know pressure makes diamonds like yeah it's just that's how it goes i lo- like when i used to pitch in baseball i, I loved pressure it's just how it is you're yeah. either going to rise or you're going to fall and i was like i'm not going to fucking fall yeah. I'm not trying to be an inspiration to people i'm just saying in my opinion, I was I was just not gonna do it, and yeah. even if I fail by getting up, I was like, I don't give a shit. I'm not gonna succumb to depression. I'm not gonna drink. I'm not, you know, I'm gonna drink to have fun, but I'm not gonna. Yeah. I'm not gonna drink myself to pity. Fuck yeah. that. I go because my grandparents would be pissed off at me, and I was like, I got shit to do. I got too too much shit to plan, and now things are in motion, and I'm like, that's it. Uh, yeah. Do you have any? last like advice you want to give anybody one of the things I've always said was don't hesitate yeah um I always used to say it with driving don't ever hesitate I don't think you should hesitate in doing things in your life but I think you need to I think people should if you want to do something you gotta want to do it bad enough like you gotta want to do it as bad as you want to breathe and sometimes people are not willing to do yeah all that and I think it's okay to admit that like that I've done that myself where I go I'm dedicated to do this and then I go well I didn't really want it that bad yeah but I think if you can succumb to sometimes reality it's some people I think mix reality and negativity 
And I go, you're not being negative, it's reality. The, yeah. rea- the realistic chances of me being a third baseman for the New York Yankees is none. <laughs> well, yeah. that's negative. No, it's not negative. Th- that's that's more or less being a realist. I go, you got to be realistic. It's like me saying I'm going to be an actor. Well, no, you can't say... When, sometimes I know some people will like to say, eliminate can't from your vocabulary or don't and yeah. I, or won't. And I'm like, you can't. You can't eliminate that because sometimes I think you need to... Not necessarily know your limits, but understand your reality and your yeah. reality of your current situation of, well, maybe you had that shot earlier, but you don't not you don't have yeah. it really now. Like, I think you just need to be a realistic and if tragedy hits, it's really just rise or you know, yeah. rise or fall and everybody's gonna have their own shit to it. Yeah. It's it's kinda like don't be sad that it's over. Be happy because it happened. Yeah, exactly. And it's okay to be sad, but yeah. honestly, I mean, unless it was a bad person or something, you should have all your happy thoughts, all your positive thoughts. Yeah. And all the things that were instilled in me, I will pass on to my kid. Yeah. If I if I have kids, I'm just saying. Yeah. But I mean, that's if that's the case, I go. That's how I'm going to do it. And it's funny. Ed Sheeran just came out with a song called "Visiting Hours." That bastard, he likes to trigger people. <laughs> it's literally about, like, if he, if heaven had visiting hours. So you could see his grandmother. I was like, you son of a bitch, Ed Sheeran. <laughs> you know, uh, but it's true. He says, everything I teach my kid, I'm, I learn from you. I'm like, yeah, it's exactly what's going to happen. Hmm. Circle of life. Yeah. Alrighty, well, thank you for coming on. I do appreciate you. I know it's not easy to be vulnerable. No. But, um. I don't mind talking. I didn't mind really talking about it, though. That's that's one of the coping things. Yeah. I've talked about it so many times. Like you said, you probably come numb to it. That's yeah. that's how it is. COVID to me in my life was a real thing. You it, two million people, however many have died, to me yeah. it was two and that's all I That's all I needed. That's all to I needed to happen. Yeah. But uh yeah, thank you for coming on. I do appreciate you. And no I'm hoping that somebody can find some peace in this podcast to help them out. Yeah. Or whatever it may be. Um, you can follow us on all social media, Brotherhood of Podcasting. Um, I'm not going to really plug anything else. But, uh, yeah, thank you everyone for listening. We do appreciate you guys. We'll catch you guys on the next one. Catch you on the flippity flip.